Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbougie food. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food. This is Wesley Wright, your Unboozy Foodie. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Saturday. It's dreary. But what makes anybody happy is talking about food. So <laughs> that's what this show is about. If you're not familiar, um, this is a show that talks about food, food topics, uh, and so much more. Um, I'm going to tell you about my guest that is here in the booth with me. Uh, last time we tried to make this work, it was all on me. Does this mic, is this mic working? Am You're I on the radio? <laughs> Am I on the radio right now? Yes, you wow. are. <laughs> this is what it feels like. That's crazy. No, this is great. So uh, let me give you a telephone number and social media information. So that you could call in, ask questions, because, you know, the conversation is, I think, is going to be really good. One, because, you know, this is a contact. Because the mics work. You're a mess. (laughs) (laughs) This is a content uh, creator, really effective. Uh, We'll get into, we'll introduce him in just a moment. But let me tell you, uh, the telephone number here to call in when you have questions is 651-200-3479. Once again, 651-200-3479. Please make sure that you are following uh, me on Facebook or the show on Facebook, which is the Unbougie Foodie. Uh, you know, that's on Facebook. On Instagram, it is the underscore Unbougie Foodie. Twitter is Unbougie Foodie. And then uh, I also have my, my co-host who's not here today, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but his uh, Instagram, uh, excuse me, his Twitter is Unbougie Junior. Um, that's my nephew. So, yeah, he's joined the show and everything. So, anyway... My guest that I have with us uh, in the booth, his name is Cameron Clarkson. Uh, he is the creator, owner, operator, all of that of SOCOM. Creative. Creative. Yeah, you LLC. have to say the creative, like legally now. Yes. Uh, SOCOM Creative LLC. I'm going to put all of that up in there. You know, I know you don't have to, but I'm just putting that all out. The LLC part you don't have to say, but it's a funny story with the... Um, with the SOCOM creative, we actually almost got sued for that. Oh, my. Yeah. So I don't know if, sh- if I should tell that story now or if you want to, like, save that for later, like, after the commercial break. I don't want to take over your show. Mm-hmm. So, like. <laughs> this, is, this is all about, you know, going ahead in it. I'm like, so, you know. So let's just go ahead and start. Like, okay. Please, once again, tell people who you are, uh, what you do, and then we're going to go into some of your thing, the things that you've done. Um, 
it's quite a lot. He's he's a busy man. He's, his company is really busy and everything what he does. So please. Um. Well, I mean, I don't really know. Really? Where? What? I don't really know where to start. There's like, <laughs> um, do you want me to start with like what's what's going on right now or what's what's well, like? Tell us what SoCom uh, create created is. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, first I'll tell a story, just like a quick story of why um, I have to uh, say the name SoCom Creative. Uh, actually, there's a similar company in the Twin Cities oh, that my. has uh, uh, a similar name, uh, allegedly, allegedly. But they sent us a cease and desist, actually. Wow. Uh, after we put up a billboard, so you know these are kind of some oh, of the my. yeah. So one of the one of the uh, advertising ideas that I've had over the years uh, was to put up a billboard um, by the Minnesota State Fair. Okay. So billboards are priced on um, an average of the traffic that they see. And a lot of that traffic is based off of uh, Google Maps uh, traffic patterns, right? right? So a national company like Outfront is going to look at the traffic patterns, but it doesn't take into account the foot traffic from the Minnesota State Fair. Ah. So um, I got a really good deal on a billboard that was potentially going to be seen by millions of people coming for the the great Minnesota get-together. But uh, a few... Uh, I think it was a few weeks or a few months, or no, it was about uh, three weeks before the state fair, uh, we got a cease and desist from said company, and um, they had both a problem with our name, but it was really the problem with our logo at the time, which was a brain, so um, we had to change our... Wait, a brain? Yeah, it was, it was, honestly, it was just like a simple brain logo, you know, the human brain didn't want to, you know... Right. (laughs) do too much with it to be honest i'm i don't know it was just it it wasn't um it wasn't that deep like it was just like we needed a logo we needed something like to put next to socom creative but this company apparently trademarked the brain so it was just like all right oh wow um and we had to take down our billboard so the the kind of the how the, the how that story ended was we have to uh, in order to distinguish ourselves we had to change the brain logo right. and then we have to always say SOCOM creative never SOCOM by itself right. because that would be too confusing for the consumer <laughs> but yeah no that's the story of SOCOM creative so that's the story of the 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 name and its logo and its current form. And this is really bad because I didn't bring, like, any type of stabilizer, so I'm trying to, like, stabilize this with, like, my uh, mug right now. But anyways, um, so SOCOM Creative was born out of um, a, what is it? What what could I say? Um, A failed uh, student body president election. When I was at Howard University, I ran for student body president and um, lost twice. Learning experience. They were definitely learning experiences. And more than that, um, I met uh, people who would ultimately become um, people that I would work with on my first projects and the co-founder of the company, Haley Floyd. Uh, she was the creative director of the campaign. Okay. And um, after the campaign, 
um, she approached me and said, well, what are we going to do next? And um, a few iterations later, um, the creative agency that is SOCOM Creative was born in its, you know, its, its baby form. You know, now um, we've kind of uh, moved in a, in, a, in a very specific direction. But in the very beginning, um, that was uh, where it all came from. <laughs> yes, yes, give me something. <laughs> Work with me. Okay, there you go. All right. Sorry. We'll put it, uh, he's uh, so horrible. He's it's funny. Horrible. This is so bad. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll figure it he's out. A, he's a visual person, so we're going to get into that and everything, trust me. <laughs> this is just going to be audio right now. Uh, so <laughs> y'all just going to have to look at the wall. Sorry about that. Um, go ahead. <laughs> So, okay, what is SOCOM Creative? SOCOM Creative. Um, Well, that's a great question. Um, In a lot of ways, um, it was my my first... um, My first attempt at... uh, putting together something that could do anything, okay. which might might sound kind of strange, but uh, I wanted SOCOM Creative to be the um, shell that could house whatever it is that I wanted to do. So um, we, as a, comp- as a, a forward-facing brand, do uh, client services, like we'll build websites for clients, do search engine optimization, or build mobile apps, or do marketing, or do stuff like that. But... I'm more interested in creating our own projects, okay. um, like Twin Cities Directory. Right. So, Which we're going um, to go into. Yes, absolutely. I would love to talk about Twin Cities Directory, um, TwinCities.Directory, if you want to check it out online. But um, <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of just the, it's the company behind everything else that okay. we're doing. So if we want to open up an online toy store, um, SoCom Creative is the... Um, backbone company behind whatever it is that we do. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Um, I mentioned about uh, visual. You're a visual person or you're visual creative uh, and artist, uh, among other things. Um, w- there have been so many really, and I'm not stroking your ego or anything on that. There, the work is, your work is really stunning. I mean, uh, what are some of the visual um, equipment or apparatus that you actually use to actually uh, create um, what you have, you know, present out there and put out there as your work. You know, if you don't mind me asking. Maybe <laughs> that's, that might be trade no, secrets. No, <laughs> absolutely not. You know what? It's you know, it's actually the worst part about you asking that right now is that I have none of it with me. That's yeah. why. That's why we're propping my phone up against this Navy water bottle. But shout out to the Navy. Uh, my brother-in-law just joined the Navy, so you know, shout out to the Navy. Um, but, um, no, I usually have like a, a, a phone stabilizer. So I prefer, uh, DJI products mainly because, uh, I don't know, I was indoctrinated into DJI and I'm brand loyal, but oh there's, I actually, they actually do make really good products, but, um, there's tons of products out there and I, I I'm not going to just say that they make the best ones and there's, uh, products at all different price points. But as far as stabilizers go, I use the Osmo mobile two and three, Um, and those are, um, phone stabilizers so that you can like, you clamp your phone in and then you can, um, 
either keep your phone stable and still or uh, well you can keep your phone stable and still as it's sitting still or you can keep it still as you're moving or do super smooth controlled movements um so that's how you can get a super professional quality look um for not that much money you know most iphones i think it's iphones past eight iphones eight and then like ios whatever like if you update your phone in the last you know three years um you have the capability of shooting um 1080p at 120 frames per second and so what that means is um you can shoot at a frame rate that's fast enough for you to slow it down okay um and that is a lot of um uh, those slow motion, more cinematic shots is another way where you can use a um, cell phone to create um, really high quality. Um, as far as video material works, mm-hmm. uh, there's other. Oh, and then there's apps you can use as well, like um, iMovie and I'm not no, Jesus. Christ. Well, you actually <laughs> iMovie is good because you can edit it on your. Um, you can edit on your phone if you want to do that, but um, iMovie is just like the free version of Final Cut Pro, and if you're doing a very simple project, that's cool. Um, But as far as um, apps that you can use on your phone, um, Pro Movie is one, and then I'm blanking on the other one. I'm going to figure it out before the end of this episode. (laughs) Um, But it allows you to have full control over the the camera in your phone. a lot of where the quality of a video comes from is the amount of data, especially, well, only, well, no, I guess it would be with uh, analog video as well. Sorry, I went off on a tangent in my head, but there's, um, when you're taking digital video, it's about the amount of information that you're taking in. So um, the, as, as far as it relates to the quality of the video. So if, you, if you're taking in more data, obviously the higher quality, or you can assume that the, the video is higher quality. Um, the reason why that is controlled for the average iPhone user is because when you, when you start recording videos in, at, um, that high of a data rate, um, it, it, it eats up a huge amount of the data on your phone and the average person who's just taking videos of their cat and their, mm-hmm. and their, you know, their children and stuff, they don't really need to take videos of that high quality, especially because mm-hmm. when you upload them to social media, they're going to be compressed anyway. Yes. But if you are looking to create higher quality content, um, you can use apps like that to, um, unlock the full capabilities of your phone. And, um, as long as you are constantly, um, removing those large files from your phone to keep the memory uh the memory free um then you'll be good to go awesome i know that you use drones too yes so uh yes what is how does all of this you know doing your visual artistry and creative work how does that relate to when you are doing food things uh, or food events um, does that make sense? Um, as far as like creative process? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So when I'm especially, all right, I guess, I guess we can talk about um, how a food video comes together, at least in my head. You know, um, I like, I love to be in the kitchen with chefs and I love to, well, for many reasons. One, because you get to eat the food, but mm-hmm. two, because. Um, you get to see their process. And so my process becomes capturing their process. So 
um, from start to finish, looking at how they use um, um, whatever the heating element is going to be, if there's going to be a heating element, how do they prepare the ingredients, how do they use, if there's any knife work, how is that captured? Um, what are the things that go into preparing the dish? And then capturing those are my, my kind of preparatory shots. And then um, using whatever transition, whenever we start to transition into the main preparation of the dish. Um, and I also, um, when I'm sitting down to edit this, use the music to kind of guide this. Right. Um, and t- to kind of um, match whatever the mood is. Well, one, for the video, but two, of what is the mood of the food and what is the mood of the chef that I'm trying to convey. That's awesome. Um, the mood of the kitchen, um, the mood of the event, or, you know, whatever it is. So, it, you know, everything has kind of a rhythm, um, you know, and it's, it's kind of that artistic license between, you know, what really happened and, you know, what do I want to say right. about what happened. That's, that's awesome. How often have you found yourself in those in those spaces let me put it that way in kitchens yeah oh every day (laughs) i mean depending on every day like uh depending on the day um i usually visit um two to three local uh st paul businesses and you know in their kitchens like you know, you'll catch me at the French Hen for breakfast. Yes, you. Uh, catch me definitely uh, at Blackstack for coffee and kombucha. Oh wow! Um, uh, Prohibition kombucha made over in Minneapolis. That is li- that's. I can't say I can't the word. Say, no, can't. you can't. You okay, better. Okay, I forgot. What, okay, I, I'm like I'm on Facebook. I can say okay. Mm-hmm. All right, no, well, you, Facebook. I can't say what I wanted to say, but it's radio. really it's really tasty. <laughs> it tastes really good. Um, so shout out to them. They're doing some great stuff. Um, dinner wise, you know, uh, might hang out at one of Justin Sutherland's spots, maybe, the uh, uh, the handsome hog or public, True. uh, or Fitz grab some deep dish pizza or gray duck, but, um, might also head over to El Burrito Mercado for taco Tuesday. Heck so, yeah. Uh, there's, and actually, uh, Latitra, Latitra's my partner, uh, shout out to Latitra, um, we found a great spot yesterday, okay. actually, by default. Can I tell, can I tell a dining while black story on the radio? Yes, you can. All right, I'm gonna tell a dining while black yes, story. Yes, So yesterday, we went to a, and I won't, I won't name drop the company in question, but I will say that we had a a rather poor experience at one establishment, but it led us to find another establishment. Okay. So there's a happy ending at the end of this story. So we go into one establishment, a, a, a restaurant that we frequented before, mm-hmm. and we, um, you know, smelled delicious when we walked in. We were ready to eat. And when we walked in, the host uh, did not greet us with what we believed, you know, to be like a, you know, even a professional demeanor, right. you know, we understand, you know, the service in- industry is hard sometimes and not every, you know, I'm not asking for a smile and flair and everything, but just kind of like, she was like, use the iPad to sign in. I was like, okay, well, no, I was just, but we tried to sign in using the iPad, but okay. it wasn't working. So I was just, I was only getting her attention to let her know that okay. the iPad wasn't working. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go I'm ahead. I'm just going to ask probably two questions. Yes. Is this in St. Paul? It's in Minneapolis. It's in Minneapolis. Okay. Then. Okay. <laughs> had some other place in mind. <laughs> no, no, no. It's in Minneapolis. And it's a place that I've been to before and had great service. Okay. But it's one of those things where you have to kind of, you have to just 
uh, be in the moment. So I'll tell you the rest of the story. Okay. I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, and um, it's one of those experiences that's not isolated. It's happened to us, you know, way too many times, sadly, you know, dining while black. But um, so we're sitting there. So sorry. So we we're, we're, uh, we we punch into the iPad. Finally, uh, she had to you know log back in and, and finally started working. So we, we sign in. We sit down. But then the next uh, two families that came in, uh, she greeted them not only with a smile, but also asked them if uh, she wanted them if they wanted to sit at the bar or if there's any other accommodations that they that she could make in the time. That they were waiting for the table while we were just sitting there and she had never offered any oh, wow. of those things. And it was like, you know, it's very it might seem very small, but uh, my partner, Latitra and I looked at each other at, and it was just kind of like, you know what? We can just take our business elsewhere for today because, you know, it's it's a very small thing. But that's what hospitality is. It's attention to the really small really things. And um, both of us have worked in the hospitality industry and. Yeah, so it was just like, you know what? It's not that the food here is not delicious. It, mm-hmm. it did pain me a little bit to walk out the door. Okay. But we walked across the street, and we found a really dope restaurant and caf- our, uh, marketplace called Caspian. So, uh, Caspian, so obviously uh, Mediterranean, uh, Mediterranean Sea. It is amazing. Amazing. I mean, like, amazing. 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 So, yeah, it was kind of like it was a blessing in disguise. So, we walk in, and there's this market. There's like. um, I mean, and it's stocked. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like, to the ceiling. Yes. They have everything. It's like all the things that you're like, hmm, you know what would send this dish over the edge when you're cooking something? They have like these these uh, baskets of dried fruit and nuts, and like they had oh we had these uh, lemons lemon smoked almonds. Okay. Oh, they were delicious. Um, and they they um, uh, uh, they have rose water and like grape seed oil and all these things that like you 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 want to have in your home, but exactly. it's just like you know they're not at a lot of the local, you know, markets. Right. And so uh, Latitra and I got lost in there uh, for a little bit. But then we went over to the cafe. Mm-hmm. You know, we had uh, some space. bureaus. Oh, it's beautiful it's, yeah, in there, it's too. Wonderful. And it's, it's uh, comfortable. We sat on the couches on the side That's with the windows. Cool. And, you know, with these sunny Minnesota days, it's not sunny at all here. He's, yeah, if you're not sarcastic. here, um, it's, it's super gray. But um, it's it's that it's the type of restaurant vibe that like cozy space where you could stay there all day. And you they can. they have this house tea. So the teacher and I walked in. We're like, what is that tea that everybody's drinking? And um, our server uh, said that it was the house tea. So we tried it and it was um, it was good. It was it was it was like um, it was just like a lemon, basically like a lemon tea. Okay. And they have the sugar cubes on the um, on your table there. And you can just, it's the type of tea you can just sit there and drink all day and have a good conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the Euros, like I said, but I definitely go back and try a lot of, of their uh, more um, dinner dishes or their more just sit down dishes. We were in there just for a quick lunch. Right. But um, we definitely go back and sit there for a longer time and maybe enjoy some soup and a few other courses as well. Some baklava. Oh there. yes, like, yes, man, yes. They had an entire. I it had just come out, or they had just finished it, and this entire tray. And he, he was like, "Would you like to take a picture of it?" I was like, "Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> please." Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. I'm telling you, it's on University at University, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could be wrong, 
Uh, yeah, 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 it's on University. Yeah. It's it's because right. it's like in like uh, Dinky Town. Yeah, it's cross, it's right across the street. It's kitty quarter from the stadium, uh, TCF Stadium. That's right, exactly. I need to find a better angle. This is this is trash. He's funny. All right, this is, all right, we'll do this for now. All right. <laughs> he's he's making uh, he's <laughs> making his visual uh, adjustments and so <laughs> forth because he wants to make sure that you see him. You know. Plus, just there, see something. there I needs mean, to that, be appropriate lighting and everything, you know, all of that, because you know, just, can't have any type of glare or whatnot. So, you know, <laughs> okay. So, tell us about. Let's talk about Twin um, Cities Directory, please. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I know I when we talked and chatted about it, you know, we we connected on this on the part of on food, but it's so much more. But because this is a food show, we're gonna be talking about food. So tell us what Twin City Directory is, in you know regards to food, you know, how people could use it, find it, all of that. Yeah, so uh, Twin Cities Directory started off as um, kind of a way for SoCom Creative to get clients okay um when i moved back to the twin cities from dc um we needed a way to demonstrate you know the value of what we what we do you know there wasn't really anyone making social media videos specifically for restaurants um so in order to demonstrate the value of what we were doing um we created this platform called twin cities directory and it started off with, you know, very few followers and very little anything. I mean, I think we built it on Weebly on the first version of it. Um, and to be honest, what it was was just nothing. It was just like, it was just, we got the, you know what it was? Um, uh, do you know what top-level domains are? I'm not familiar, no. Okay, so when you're building a website um, or when you're, when you're typing in a website, you know, it's like the .com piece or um so a top level domain is like the, the that end piece so you have dot com dot co dot gov okay. dot you know whatever so um i saw a big list of all the dot whatevers that you could look up and one of the things that i saw was dot directory so i just bought a whole bunch of dot directories uh for cities at probably like two dollars a pop so i brought like you know some of them weren't available like chicago um, you can't buy an actual name of a municipality, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but since the Twin Cities isn't actually the name of a municipality, it's the nickname. Right. Um, it was available. Um, and same with, like, you know, Chi-Town. So I was just trying to find different um, nicknames for um, major metropolitan areas and then buy the dot directory of it. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it yet, but... Um, it seemed like low-hanging fruit at the time. Um, and then I just put up a simple website. Like I said, I think it was the first version was probably on Weebly. Didn't really do anything. Okay. Um, but the main thing was it was a, a kind of like a press pass to be able to walk into a restaurant with a camera and say, hey, I can offer you, you know, what I, I can offer you video for free. Right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm building up a publication and this is, you know... This, I'm really, I'm really trying to demonstrate, you know, what I can do for you. Exactly. But um, hey, let me come in here as and feature you on my top five burgers for Twin Cities Directory. That was how I got started. And you know, it's funny 
because we just published our top five burgers. I saw that. Uh, in the Twin Cities. Shout out to Chef Mike German. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. Uh, but um, Twin Cities Directory has become the publication that... Um, it, it really, it hasn't really, it's crazy. It just hasn't, it hasn't really changed. It's just that I'm not really interested in using Twin Cities Directory to get clients like in the early days. I'm much more interested in, in really telling the story of, the tw- excuse me, of the Twin Cities um, in multiple different forms. Okay. So yeah, uh, the, the platform itself, um, it, it has opened a lot of doors and, and it has uh, helped me to... Uh, uh, work with a lot of clients and, and local businesses, but it's also inspired me to look at the platform as an independent entity and to um, run with that. Because it's not just about food itself. I already mentioned that or touched on that. Right. That it is about other um, services, either for yourself personally uh, for your home, for your business. So it covers a wide variety of things. Right. And you know, I think the the there's the there's the directory aspect of Twin Cities Directory, mm-hmm. the kind of like the the functionality that people expect when they think of a directory. The you know you can rate local services, you can see their phone number, uh, their address, and you can contact them. But I think the uh, the publication aspect of Twin Cities Directory and the content development aspect of Twin Cities Directory. Um, it's about storytelling mm-hmm. and the twin cities has a very unique story and um we have very unique storytellers here and giving them another platform um well not another platform a platform to specifically highlight um their uniqueness and our uniqueness exactly um because a lot of times um we get the same voices here repeating kind of the same messages in the same tone in the same tone Skin tone? tone? No. Hey, that too. No. You said it. But I'm, I'm on just, the radio. I can't say that. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, <laughs> but it is what it is, though. I mean, okay, you, I was just going to ask you a question in reference to, did you see or have you seen anything like that? from an African-American perspective or African-American person's perspective, uh, any type of real, any type of stories or anything, any place or platform that gives, uh, and I won't even just say to African-American, a person of color. Did you see that at all? I'm sorry. In the twin cities. Um, not like, not like this. No. Okay. Um, there's, you know, there's not many platforms. You know, I, I, I'm I'm tempted to say none. And mm-hmm. if somebody listening or watching this, you could call in too. You, you know, somebody call in that or have a discussion. You know, um, I might be completely wrong, but I don't think that as far as social media video is concerned, that there's a platform that's black owned. Um, or even that just has a uh, black represent black represent representation. Okay. Um, as far as the Twin Cities food scene is concerned, 
um, particularly with multimedia, so like video, podcasting, right. um, those digital mediums. Um, so no, I don't really see a platform that is that. Um, there are some, you know, some old old form media, you know, outlets in the Twin Cities, but no, not really so much uh, as far as social media is concerned. And bringing that opportunity for people of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's none of that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not really. I mean, but, you know, I, I have to also say that there's just not a lot of um, really strong social media work especially with regards to multimedia like video and podcasting okay. being done period okay um as far as the twin cities food scene is concerned and somebody's definitely gonna have you know a uh a Some, problem with that something to say of yeah course. but it's yeah. you know when i when i look at um who has um access to a lot of the same um yeah, I, when I look at the when I when I read the the headlines and the awards, a lot. Don't get me wrong. A lot of the same. A lot of um, you know restaurants and establishments in the Twin Cities are doing great work. Exactly, and they deserve all the recognition accolades, and, recognition. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other places in the Twin Cities that are also doing great work that don't necessarily ever even get invited to the conversation about the conversation about you know you know. Period. Exact. Period. 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 So hopefully this is an opportunity. Not hopefully. This is an opportunity to um, highlight some of the other parts of the Twin Cities. Not to take away anything about you know some of the names we know and love. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but there's a lot of new and exciting, and there's also also a lot of old and untalked about. Um, you know, things that have been swept over the rug, things that have held up the Twin Cities food scene for years that have never gotten their due as well. So the idea for Twin Cities Directory is not only to cover the very basics, but to go deeper and wider and to understand really what makes us who we are. And it's, you know, it's a lot more global than, you know, would meet the eye. But, you know, this is um, you know, the place where the Mississippi rivers start. Well, it's not exactly here, but you know what I mean. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's in Minnesota. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is a very um, central part of not only this country's history, you know, food perspective wise, so. um, but uh, the world. And it's um, it's a very... Um, but people are paying more attention to it now. Absolutely. I mean, because before, Absolutely. I mean, when you hear about, in the past, when you hear it about the Midwest, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, Midwest, Bible Belt, this and that, or whatever. You know, you didn't really hear of the richness in, in stories and food, with food, associated with food as much. At least I know, maybe it's because I was on the West Coast so much. But when I came, even when I came here, 12 years ago Mm -hmm. it wasn't as vibrant as it was i mean i heard a lot about you know uh minneapolis what it has in minneapolis st paul not so much because it would just seem like oh yeah people are not going to go over to st paul uh or it's too far or you know you you i saw you know the small cafes but i'm a person that likes the small cafes Mm -hmm. i like to sit there and find out about uh 
how long has it been around? You know, is this a mom and pop or is this a family owned business? You know, things like that. And then all of a sudden within, I'd say for me, just paying more attention within the last five years, it Mm -hmm. was like celebrities are coming here. I mean, you know, award shows are, you know, wanting to come and do, or, you know, food shows, Mm -hmm. food network, Mm -hmm. this place. I wanted to come to, you know, places over in St. Paul, Minneapolis, just the twin cities in general. And you're like, wow, you know, people are really looking in the Midwest and thinking, you know, there's some really great food. There's some really great chefs, but are there, right individuals also being brought to the forefront or talked about or is it just is it just the ones that they feel okay these are the ones that people want to see or they want to hear about or whatever it's like well what about these over here you know they have uh, a richness and have enhanced the lives of so many people of being in the community Uh, i mean think of all the different um ethnicity Mm -hmm. ethnic groups that we have that the culture with food is so diverse. You know, you can't just stick with just one type or rely on one group of individuals to bring all these different type of diverse just because they've gone to a particular country and they're like, oh, I'm going to bring this to the Twin Cities or offer this to the Twin Cities or maybe right. do a, an American type of spin on that. It's like, wait, but you have Hmong, you've had uh, Hispanic or Latin, you had... Um, you know, African or uh, 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 Ethiopian, Somalian, all you know, all of these different types, and now there's this huge boom. It's it's amazing. Absolutely, and there's a lot of really cool stuff going around, going on in the Twin Cities, exactly. and a lot of it is being covered. So I don't want to um, take away take away no, from no, no. that. But, but or when minimize I say and trivialize it, no, you know, but a lot of it's being covered in the same way. You yes. know, if you've seen my work, it's very visual. Mm-hmm. It's very um, um, social media forward, and when I say that, it, it's um, it's about um, telling a story. Without using a whole lot of, you know, uh, words on a screen. Understood. Um, That being said, um, agency is another thing that's really missing when it comes to food storytelling. So, Mm -hmm. um, like you said, those cult, there's a lot of um, um, different cultural uh, food traditions here in the Twin Cities. And a lot of those traditions are um, alive and well, but as far as being, um, um, what is the word, Uh, packaged in a form that um, can be um, um, put it on the mainstream as far as digital media is concerned. Right. So um, how many... Uh, how many tasty videos? You know, you're, we're all familiar with tasty. Yes, exactly. How many tasty videos have we seen with Injera? I'm sure there's one or two out there, like maybe, but like I've seen some wild stuff. I've seen like may- mayonnaise, pineapple, crazy creations. I've seen some wild stuff. Yes. You know, um, it, it, a lot more than I've seen that same style of video, which is a very effective style of communicating as far as. Um, um, particularly food videos, right. but really any type of visual storytelling, but using that same style of video to um, um, tell the story, well, help to tell the stories of some of the other cultures going on here. But a lot of that agency has to come from um, 
that those uh, chefs and cooks and people who come from those cultures and our cultures to be able to tell stories in our own voices and in our own ways. Right, exactly. So um, that's another really exciting part about Twin Cities Directory is that I'm excited to have the uh, uh, freedom of a um, multimedia publication um, to to approach these stories in however creative a way it uh, by ever uh, by any means necessary, you know. So so however creative we need to be, or however creative we can be to tell these uh, narratives um, and to have these conversations and move these conversations forward um, in in ways that they haven't been uh, to this point. That's what's exciting for me about this. So would you say that certain there still would be certain things that would not that folks might seem or might think might not be visually acceptable or visually pleasing based upon what it it is that's being prepared or, or, or being cooked. And I'm using my own culture or whatever, oxtail, uh, goat or curry this mm. or curry. You know, there are certain things that are people like, uh, I don't I don't eat that. So I'm not going to look at that video or what? Um. Uh, that's a, I guess that's a good question. Um, I don't I mean, know. But did you do you understand the question? Because I remember you were just saying that it has to be packaged in a certain type of way. And still, it would have to be visually pleasing. But, right. You know, for some folks, they're like, what are you right. about to do with that? And I guess that's... <laughs> no, I know. I know. You, no, you're serious. You're serious. And you're true. I, I guess um, my... My thing is, like, I would see, you know, raw oxtail on, on my screen. I'd be like, ooh, what you about to do with that? You know, it's just it's the same same thing, but just different tone. And right. just like, but you're right. I mean, you, you do want to be sensitive to, you know, some people might be triggered by, you know, the video of a head being, of a fish being chopped off right. to start off a video, though. But I don't know, man. Like, sometimes I... Especially if I'm running an advertisement, if I'm trying to get people's attention, especially if I'm right. paying to get people's attention on Facebook, I might just start off with the head getting the, the, the head chopped off and of you know, a fish or char- whatever. Charge it to the game because if you're offended by that, you're probably not my target customer. Well, but you know, I, I, that's what I'm kind of, I guess, trying to get at too because those that you know are, are of a specific culture, they will know. Oh. Yeah, Crap, they're they're about to do this type of right. fish, or this right. is about to be paired as, uh, right. prepared a certain type of way. Right. Uh, you know, I know Belizeans. If you do certain, or if you show certain things, like definitely oxtail, of course, yeah, they'll yeah, be like, yeah. "What's that?" Right. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. someone else. You pour. So yes, I understand about the visuals. Pouring a beer that would excite somebody is like, "Oh, damn, what's that?" Yeah, you know if that's your thing, but you know, and that's kind of there's 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 something for everybody, and hopefully it's presented in a way where it's not. I mean, you know, I I definitely um, don't want to make something gruesome like gruesome porn or anything like that. You know, but I you know I've I've made videos of um, uh, butcherings, whole hog butcherings, and it's like you know to some people that might not be. You know, favorite thing to see. their favorite thing to see, but you know, a, it's a reality, right? And you know, it's not my job as you know. Part of what I do is visual art. You know, you know, a lot of it is business strategy, and and you know, a lot of you know, of that, a lot of thought 
uh, um, from that side of the brain goes into the video. But a lot of, of, of it is also just visual art. And it's not my job to lie about, you know, where pork comes from. You right, know, it comes exactly. from pigs that got cut open. Exactly. And they, they cooked them. You know, it's just uh, what it's just what happened and how it's, it's how it got here. So specific cultures like, you know, you know I'm, I'm going to try and sl- show that in, in slow motions with cool music behind you're it. Crazy. That's whatever. OK, so this is going to lead me to ask you a question, um, <laughs> which I thought was really this was it was a couple of years ago, actually. You know, I, I don't know why they even put this out there, but uh, experts have said <laughs> an eater that photography of food uh, is a cause for mental illness. <laughs> okay. I, you think I'm joking about that. I'm serious. They said this. They really... You don't believe me? Um, wh- one of the things that uh, someone said, or I, I guess... I, I guess you want to say an expert. Uh, my nephew and I, we were discussing this. You know, we take pictures of things that are important to us. And for some people, the food itself becomes central. Uh-huh. And the rest, the venue, the company, etc., is just background. I understand that, yes. Um, I have a running joke, even with my nephew, where... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you probably have said it or thought it yourself. The food, al- I mean, the food or always eats first. Or, no, excuse me, the camera always eats first. Mm-hmm. Um that's not true with everyone, but I, you know, when I get a plate, I'm going to turn it a certain type of way. I'm going to make sure that it has appropriate lighting. But my food is not going to, I'm not going to be taking so many pictures that, you know, it's going to get cold. I will take like three or four and be like, okay, later on, I'll post it or do whatever I need to do. But here, they're also saying that, uh, where is it saying? Oh, um, anybody, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. She said that uh, while Wilek suggests people who take pictures of food care about the restaurant more than the people that they're with, she finds that there are similar issues with people that have like tattoos, uh, food tattoos. Um, they mentioned they mentioned that when a person has an obsessive or takes obsessive photos, um, it's tied to a desire to not to show off, um, but also they are. I'm just going to say the word, which I think I should, I can. Food porn makes you fat <laughs> and causes folks to you know, fetishize food more than really celebrating their lives or what they're doing with their life. And can, can I, like... Yes, please. I think that that... Um, I'd be interested to see more about the methodology of that study because it's 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 really short that's why i was like this is just yeah this I, 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 w- I would be very curious to see you know more about how that study was done and how they came to those conclusions because they don't uh they don't really match up with my experience um for me um part a huge part of what makes food you know an experience is the visual aspect of food of course now I think that there is there's a whole lot of bad food photos out there. I mean, if that I mean that's something we could talk about. We could do a study on that. I mean, we could do a study on like how to take better food photos. But um, I think when you're at a 
a restaurant, you know, especially if you don't go to restaurants, you know, a lot, right. and you you get a dish that's prepared by a chef, and you know it's plated in a way that you normally don't get your food, or you don't see your food. Um, it's an experience. And I think it's completely normal to take pictures of, you know, your experience. And yes, it is. I mean, you know, all of social media is about sharing things that, you know, exactly. we make ourselves look good and, um, you know, are, say something of meaning about ourselves. You know, we try and, and, and express ourselves through it. So I think that when you experience a meal that... Um, Makes you, you feel do, makes you stop and want to take a picture exactly. of it. I mean, because like there's sometimes it doesn't, or I've, there's sometimes I've taken, you know, pictures of things and they, it, the lighting wasn't perfect and, you know, it wasn't that great, but it was really more about the experience of, you know, everything. And I think that, you know, that might be, you can capture that in the, in the, in the purple accents of a, of, of a dish. Right. You know, you might capture that in, you know, the, the, the way the wine and whatever, like you could, there's different ways that you can, you can tell, uh, 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 you can say a lot, um, visually, uh, about a meal. And I, I don't necessarily think that, um, yeah, it's it's a part of the experience, and I don't think that it's anything to be ashamed of as far as taking pictures of food or having any like, type of mental <laughs> illness or something. I'm right. Like, and I, the reason why I ask that question because I know that you are a visual person. You take, uh, you, you know, that is a part of your your job or what you do, and mm. you know, for your clients and everything. Hello, I, you know, how do uh, how are people? How are you going to invite people in or encourage them to come in if there's not a photo? of a plate of food or maybe someone else has absolutely had, had an experience and they're like see look this plate is actually real i mean this food is actually real and it tastes good and it looks good all of that if you just go out and just say okay i had a plate of food okay well tell us about it or was what did it look like? You know, that's right. I mean, for me, that's those are the questions or the things that are going to come up in my mind. So I I know some folks are like, why are you? Can I this? can I just like interject this piece real quick? Yeah. Like, so if I could just give everybody one food photography tip, like just when you're posting your Instagram play on like Thanksgiving and you know whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whenever you post that plate, whatever it is, turn the flash off. Yeah. On off. Okay, thank turn you. Turn the flash off. Thank you. Because it turn the flash everything. off. Turn the flash off. <laughs> Say it with me. Turn, turn the, the flash, flash off. off. Yes. <laughs> so I've seen so many horrible. I have to. I just have to be brutally honest. Oh just my. horrible looking plates because the flash just looks. It makes it look like. Uh, like one of those Polaroids, but just like with like a really bad Polaroid where it's like super blown out in the yeah. middle and like everyone's eyes are red and like it's, yeah, that's what your food looks like. Your green beans, everything, everything looks kind of like pale and like grayish gr- right. looking. Yes. So my biggest tip is use sunlight. You know, yes. you might have to move your plate to some sunlight, um, but God makes the best light. I can talk about God on the radio still, can I? Yes, in Donald Trump's America. Oh, Lord. Uh, can I talk about Donald Trump in America? <laughs> not on this show. This is about food. Uh, you want to feel good. Not, no. you're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but no, God does make the best light. So um, turn off the flash 
and put it in the sun, your food pictures will immediately turn out much, much better. Like, I mean, yes, much, much better. It's true. It really is true. So, you know, that's coming from that's coming from a visual, a visual professional. So take we didn't take any calls or anything like that because we were so involved in the conversation. So I really want to thank you for just everything that we talked about. Um, social media for you, please. How can people follow you, get in contact with you, if that's what you want? <laughs> so, yeah, don't. <laughs> um, no, you can um, check out my page on Facebook, just Cameron Clarkson. Um, you can like my page. Um, so called SOCOM Creative. Yeah, check out our website, SOCOMCreative.co. It's just that CO. Twin Cities Directory, Twin Cities dot directory. So www.twincities.directory or just at Twin Cities Directory on Instagram. Uh, like our Facebook page. Um, check out Chef Chat, uh, my podcast. We got a few minutes. Please, let's talk about that. Yep. So Chef Chat is just um, a podcast where um, myself, uh, an amateur chef, um, I am learning at the feet and at the knives of professional chefs and... Um, Hopping in the kitchen, going to markets, um, hopefully doing some some chefy things with some chefy people. Um, but yes, no, we um, we've recorded two episodes and we will be releasing uh, those publicly soon. So check out our page, Chef Chat Podcast, nice. on Facebook, and um, we're on all of the. We will be on all of the major uh, podcast places like Spotify. Um, iTunes. I need to work on that that <laughs> outro for where the where the podcast is actually available. But yes, we're going to be in all the podcasting okay. places. Um, so yes, stay tuned for that. But like our page um, and follow us on Instagram. Um, yeah. What's up coming for you? Ah, uh, really? Honestly, I'm thinking about what's for lunch. Yeah. I have to be honest. Like sitting here talking about all this food, like I'm really just thinking about it. Always happens. It always, happens. It always happens. What are you having for lunch today? Uh, I am actually. This is going to be very nerdy right now. I'm headed over to Sprint because I need to go get a lightsaber. Really? <laughs> well, well then, some things are more important than food. Yes. Sorry. Well, well yeah. thank you for having me. I appreciate <laughs> no, it. I had a good time. It has been really, really awesome. Thank you very much for being here. No I, problem. I appreciate you um, taking the time. Um, I Before you go, hi, folks, Facebook. Uh, before you go, what's your favorite restaurant right now? I'm, oh, don't do that. Yes, me. yes, yes, yes. No, no, yes. no. My favorite restaurant is always my grandma's kitchen. We'll see. Always. I mean, always. Okay, maybe I should have put it. What's your favorite food to have? That's oh, okay. That's better. Because <laughs> I'm putting it. For, well, wow. <laughs> ah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, fried, fried food. Okay. Um, right now, what? What's what? Uh, I'm trying to think about what I want right now. Um, have you tried banchan before? You... No. Okay. No. Korean fried chicken, KFC. Any type of Korean fried chicken? I have. I have, but okay. not here, no. Oh, just elsewhere? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a spot in, in D.C. called Co-Chicks. I don't know if you're still there, but they had some What's Korean. it called? Co-Chicks. Okay. K-O-C-H-A-T. Okay. That's not a letter. C-H-I-C-H-I-X. Yeah. Um, I can't. I don't know. It's just cloudy and gray. I can't okay. think of anything. Oh, yeah, well. 
because clouds, maybe they'll think of something. Whatever. Yeah. I said, maybe you will. I'm not being condescending or anything. Anyway, no, thank you all so much for being here. Um, Cameron, um, thank you very much for sitting down with us and telling us more about SOCOM Creative as well as Twin Cities Directory. Um, folks, uh, please, if you would, um, we didn't take any phone calls, but that's not because we don't want to. Uh, maybe we were just to engage in the conversation, but please feel free to give us a call. You know, if you have comments, questions, and so forth, I will give you the number, even though it's at the end of the show. It is still 651-200-3479. Um, please make sure that you are visiting my Facebook page. And hey, if you want to give a shout out, talk about something, I'm more than happy to. Uh, again, it is the Unbougie Foodie. Twitter uh, is un- at Unbougie Foodie. Instagram, the underscore Unbougie Foodie. And then uh, I do also have a website that I would invite you to go to as well, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Uh, past episodes will be on there. You know, some uh, food writings that I've done are on there as well. I'm trying to be better with po- um, posting my photos of, of pictures of food and everything because. I'm, it's a one-man show right now. I mean, even though my nephew's on. But still, it you, you, when you get busy, and Cameron knows, <laughs> you get busy, you could... Booked get, and busy. Yeah, exactly. We're booked and busy, baby. Exactly. All 2020. Uh, we're, we got visions. We got visions. <laughs> yeah. Any last words? Nah, man. I got to go. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for, again, tuning in. Uh, As always, um, I want to thank you all uh, for just sitting down with me. Know that I am here every Saturday uh, right here at 10 10 a.m. on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the east side. Um, You know, as I end every show, I want to remind you, you know, never to let anyone tell you what type of food you to be because really it is all about the food. Um, And, you know, stories... Uh, we're all connected stories experiences that we have uh, let that be what uh, brings us all together um, because it really is important you know we are living in a time right now that uh, we seem so separated and divert you know just separated Uh, remember food brings us together uh, not just during the holidays but uh, yeah Know, in our communities and so forth so uh, keep that in mind take care of those that are uh, closest to you and those that are far away give them your very best uh, as always peace until next time hey Je foudais.